And welcome to the final episode of Poppers and Pylons for the 2022 season of Division 1 Flag Football in the Midlands. How fun has this been in Division been, James? It's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's been so much fun to do this and to give my completely unwarranted opinion to everyone and anyone. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's been... It's been a real it's been a real ride i mean obviously this isn't the last ever episode of poppers and pylons is it it's just nope just for this season season Midlands yep. one because we're going to try and keep it going through absolutely the, uh, women's league as well as is the final show we've been saying all season we'd like to get him on and here he is with us it's number 18 ben newham james i swear you've even got his shot on am i, am I not mistaken I, I i don't know what you're talking about this is a completely <laughs> unique shirt to me that um no, you're entirely right. I've nagged him all season after bigging up the Neptunes, and I think it was well-deserved given their record, but he's finally given me his old shirt. <laughs> the How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, gents. It's uh, nice to be on, finally. But, you know, as I, I say, good things come to those who wait, and I'm I'm the lucky boy on the last show. So Absolutely. How are things in Neptune's camp? Uh, Neptune's camp is fantastic right now. We had some good news uh, earlier on. Um, I was on my way from a seven-hour drive back from Scotland when I uh, saw a little email pop up from our divisional rep uh, confirming that we have indeed been promoted to the Premiership. So, nice. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, we, are, we are absolutely overjoyed with that. Well, it's, um, it's completely well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah, the team's putting a lot of hard work. Um, a lot of credit has to go out to uh, Daniel Selwood, our head coach who's also um you know one of the the guys who's recently been added to uh, the GB setup he's playing currently for GB Silvers although personally I think he should be at golds if you look at the stats from this season mm. uh, <laughs> yeah I, I I don't disagree yeah um but yeah no I mean everyone's been been um working their ass off this season to make sure that we have a successful one and uh, yeah there are a number of players who who've really kind of got off the got off the mark running and um uh, hopefully, you know they they should certainly be getting their their opportunities at these uh, GB camps that are coming up, national ones as well. So uh, oh, nice. expect to see a lot more of them. Absolutely, fingers crossed. And all uh, all GB Neptune squad coming your way soon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, we I can mean, only hope. I mean, you got you guys really have had a fantastic season. Um, I mean, this Thank is you. this is the inaugural Midlands division, which I yeah. hope. Despite the fact that we're losing that two, that two of our teams are being <laughs> promoted out, will retain. We will retain it for next season because it. Ha- I, I mean, I know you guys are a little bit further out than most of us, but it's been a fairly nice season in terms of travel and in terms of the teams, hasn't it? Definitely. I mean, uh, the season before we were kind of having to go to Swansea or down to Exeter yeah. or I think it was Plymouth or Portsmouth. I always get those two confused. Yeah, um, me too. And they're both yeah. they're both shit holes. <laughs> I can't, I can't confirm or deny that because I've not <laughs> been in the towns. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to kind of always be heading in the same direction. So when you're heading to the Midlands, we nothing's ever really more than an hour and a half away from us. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's been ideal. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. We have we we really enjoyed this season, and it was nice to be in a you know, fairly competitive division. Um, I would say the the most competitive division one division. Yeah. Um, Especially when you look at our results cross conference with yeah. um, the nor- Northern Div, yep, like it just shows you like it, <laughs> five out was, of five out of six teams are in the top five. Yeah, and it was it was um, yeah. it was too close to call at points within our our div. I think. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, it's difficult for us to judge because we only dropped two games on the season. One was to Salford, and the other one was uh, the second time around with uh, with 
the Howen Cougars. Um, Certainly coming from the Southwest, there are a lot of good teams in there. Uh, You've got Exeter Falcons, you've got the Canesham Kings, the Swansea Hammerheads, Gwent Gators. They're all very, very competitive teams. Uh, And I know it would have been a real battle for them uh, going against, I think they were, they were cross conference with the SEC. So they were going up Mm. against London Flash, Reading Devils. Um, You know, like some really, really top level. I mean, teams that are now in the Prem, I was going to say should have been in the Prem to start with. Um, So yeah, I think, you know, the South is, the Midlands down is really kind of doing the nation proud in terms of the quality of, of football they're putting out. Yeah, absolutely. Well put, Midlands down. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about in terms of the finals uh, coming up this week later on. But first, let's cast our minds back to game day six. So first up, we had the Panthers of the Phantoms, a much-needed win for the Panthers to have any hope at being considered for this year's finals. When they previously met, the Phantoms dominated the Panthers with a score of 47-25. to 25. The defense just couldn't stop them, but this time was a very different with the score going much of the way with the Panthers coming away with a 54-point win over the Phantoms 25. What went right for us that day, James? Well, I <clears throat> I think we did we did take a lot of learning away from that first encounter. But as I've said to you previously throughout this season, you're never at your best when you start the season. And we had them game day game day one. We went we've played the Phantoms plenty of times. We know what to expect with them and we went in overconfident and especially on a buzz because we played the Neptunes the same day. And the fact that we thought, well, the Neptunes, we managed to keep them within a score, bloody hell. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to be second place here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ben, did you get to watch any of our uh, fixture against the Phantoms? Unfortunately, I was refereeing myself, so I did not, because um, we had two games going on at the same time. Yep. Um, I I did see the scoreline, though. I was, I was a bit surprised to see the Phantoms put that much up on you guys, because you guys have kind of... Um, it looked as if you guys have really fixed a lot of holes in the defence going through the season. Yeah. Um, and I know they've they've kind of been a team themselves that's been very up and down um and we i mean we played them the same day and we we, you and us both put very similar points 54 52 Mm -hmm. um but our defense only allowed a single score um so it's yeah it's uh it's close than i would have thought yeah i think so well i think we changed a lot of things defense wise going into that game knowing what happened in the first game and i think we were so concentrated on trying to fix the few problems we knew there were that things just slipped elsewhere. We did a lot of reactive training because we were so focused on trying to beat the Phantoms in order to get to Manchester for next Sunday, this Sunday, sorry. Um, and I think it may, maybe we overcomplicated it a bit, but we know, and I'm sure you do, Ben, from previous experience with the Phantoms, they're nothing if not well-drilled. Like They know what they do and they play to their strengths very well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely well-drilled, yeah. Um, I don't think you can fault how effective that offense really can be when they get the rhythm going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I think the thing that's really hurt them this season is squad members on game days. I've not seen them turn up with a squad of more than eight, nine people, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that's definitely going to take its toll. After you get into that second game, people are getting sore, they're getting tired. Yeah. Um, and it's always going to have a... That's always going to have a negative effect, especially if the game doesn't go your way and you're starting to chase it. So, Yeah, well, I mean, we, we saw that with the Phantoms, didn't we? Um, uh, our home game day, when um, they turned up with five. Yep. Yeah, I mean, numbers. It, I mean, this game's a numbers game, isn't it? Strength in numbers is a real factor. Um, so it's one of the advantages that we've had as a club 
Mm. Is, you know, we can generally turn up with 12 to 15 players on a game day. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you struggle to put, a de- if you struggle to take more than 10 players, or if you struggle to take 10 or more players with you, I should say. Yeah. You do it for a hard day. Although Bears relished it. Bears yeah. really relished it. And speaking of the Bears, uh, as Panthers, we were both happy for the Bears to beat the current division leaders, but also a little worried as we knew that with every Bears win, the further uh, final chance, a uh, final chance for us slipped away, especially in a game we pinned as a Cougar win. Everyone in the uh, the cross conference accumulator pegged Cougars winning that game, James. Did I pick Cougars? I thought I'd picked the Bears. No, everyone, honest. everyone I, went Cougars. I got there that morning and I looked at the Bears and I went, Bears can take this. And I said to my teammates, I, I wanted to will it into existence because I knew if you beat Cowan and they beat Cowan, we would have had auto promotion at that point. Yeah. Um, and the Bears pulled it off, and what a great win it was. Um, lots of screaming and shouting on the sidelines, a lot of people unhappy with refereeing decisions and all sorts going on. So it was, um, it was quite, the, uh, quite the event. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously we were playing at the same time, so we weren't fortunate enough to get no. to witness it, but it seemed like bloody chaos on the other sideline. Absolutely. You're absolutely right, Ben. People were screaming and... Yeah, oh, the energy, and I can only imagine how the Bears felt after that. Yeah, um, it carried on to the next game as we found out, which we'll talk about later on, but yeah. yeah. But they did, a, they did a fantastic job. It's no secret that the, uh, the Bears and the Cougars of the Cowan descent are not fans of each other. Um, so they've had a few disagreements this season. Um, so yeah, as a neutral, uh, that, was a, that was a fantastic game to watch. I agree. I think it w- it's, you know, Yes, there's been a bit of a rivalry there, sometimes a bitter one, but um, it's really, really good to see that they can kind of go out, ball out, put together such a tight contest, one that probably should have been filmed by Mr. Gambrel. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was a really close contest. The Bears won 32-26. to 26. Such a close game within a score. Within a score. And obviously we came out of the Phantoms game going, yes, we're, we're back in this. We can definitely get into this final. And then literally seconds later, Greaves comes over. Oh, we just beat the Cougars. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those yeah. moments. Because we, we, we went into the day going, every Bears and Phantoms loss is a step closer to us. <laughs> <laughs> so we beat one of them, then realized, oh, oh well. Uh, the next up, the Neptunes then wanted to seal the deal with their final position and beat the Phantoms 52 to 6. Ben, what went right for you in that game? And how did you keep the Phantoms to just one score? Uh, so, as you guys may have heard on the grapevine, um, our starting quarterback, Justin Thomas, uh, it moved away. So, we've yeah. been at him for the last few game days. So, um, Piot has really stepped up. Piot Gorski um, has been absolutely phenomenal at the quarterback position. Uh, hasn't got enough credit for it. I mean, he's been putting up 50-plus points a game mm. on teams. Um, his arm's just as big as Justin's, quite honestly. Uh, he can sling that rock. Um, our receivers have been well drilled, uh, Renan Roots well. Um, the playbook has put us in a real position from, you know, not relying, but uh, without kind of using our strength so much, uh, we relied on sort of the strengths of our speed and the deep ball. Um, but actually the skill set and the facets that we've got are so much more than that. And it's allowed us to really start, uh, showing that on the field, um, with players like, uh, Sam Harvey coming in, young guy, uh, only 18. Uh, his airtime is just unlike anything you've ever He's seen. He's the gazelle uh, guy, right? With the mullet. No, that's Fred. That's Freddie. Oh, that's Bur- Fred. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, Freddie. Freddie, we actually call the gazelle. Freddie ah. Burridge, who's been playing more safety recently, um, but also still a phenomenal receiver. Um, Luke Cavallaro, we've only had him for 
um, I think two or three game days this season. He'll be there on finals day, um, but he's been busy getting married and things. So, um, but again, you know, when he's there, he's switched on and he's just a, an absolute menace on the field. Yeah, it, we, we've been we've been really really lucky with with a lot of star players uh, kind of really turning up this season. Yeah, um, and then you know we think we're, we're blessed with a lot of talent throughout the squad. So you know even when we haven't got our starters on, the the people that we've got coming in in rotation, they're making plays. Absolutely, and, uh, it's 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 really counting, really showing. Absolutely, I find with there's no better way to test a a team's depth than playing against someone. And when you're on the when you're playing against Neptunes. As as a as a defenseman, I'm there going. Who am I supposed to be watching here? Are, are we picking a star man? And you realise when uh, uh, your, your your young guy is on there, he's definitely a player we're watching out for. But at the same time, we're going. But where are the other four? This is ridiculous. Where, where, where has everyone gone? You you definitely can't go to sleep on the Neptunes, can no. you? You have to. Yeah, we we know that we're very guilty of. We've got our our Mason Reed and and Dan Richardson and yeah and like we know yeah if one of them's open the other one's not but yeah you're generally okay but with the Neptunes you're just a team that you you just can't take your eye off anyone can you no it's uh, well maybe me but actually <laughs> saying that um, yeah no, it's uh, it's it's a nice luxury to have at the moment I mean the Premiership's going to be a completely different level so. In my own head, I think if we're going up there and we're going to be playing the likes of Cardiff Hurricanes, we're going mm. to be playing the likes of the Reading Devils uh, on a cross-conference day, London Flash on a cross-conference day, Howen again, um, Chichester Sharks, who for this I think is probably our biggest rival. We've never managed to beat them. We got really close at uh, Brooklyn Bowl and then they had a walk-off touchdown at the, the death of the game. Mm. Um, they put like a 70-burger on us the first time we played them. Oh. Um last season when we had that kind of amalgamated fake buffer division kind of uh, thing going on. Yeah, if we can come away winning 40 to 50% of our games, I'll definitely say that was a huge success for the team. Uh, but we've still got a ways to go. We've got a lot of things to train uh, train on still, especially you know defensively um, as well as offensively. Uh, adjusting playbook, adding more complexity to what we're doing. Uh, and then I think, you know, as time goes on, you'll see us just improve, hopefully. Because mm, we've seen as well, uh, Netshins are really good with the social media and, and releasing, and, and you're a team that releases your roster as well fairly early on, um, which is always interesting to look at, but it's always 12 players. Is there a, is there a scheme behind that? You've only ever got 12 coming in at once? Uh, yeah, we decided we had an AGM at the end of last season, and you know we were bringing a lot of players, and some players weren't getting as many reps in rotation. Um, you know We were there to win. We want to win. We want to have our best team on, on, the, the, on the field. If you've got more than 12 players, it's really difficult to get those rotations in, especially if they're traveling to a game day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're always going to be in a position where we want to win a game and we want to win it convincingly and have, you know, the best players on the field. So uh, we made the decision to have a maximum roster of 10 to 12 people on a game day. Uh, and that way, uh, it also means that people are going to have to earn their spot. On the team. Right, that was my next question. Um, is, is it is it an earned thing? Is it a are they doing well at training thing? Are they doing well in the season? How how does that decided? Uh, certainly, the view last season was that we were going to come in with two teams this season. Uh, you know, have a seconds team and a first team, and people would have to earn their spot. Um, unfortunately, we we actually ended up losing about uh, eight to ten players last season as a result of people having kids moving away, taking uh, so jobs tough. in other places. We said the same thing this season. Yeah, like, un- honestly, so I now I've been running the Coventry Panthers for three years-ish, and, you know, me and the and the, the committee, we've said, we've tried to get the ball rolling on a second team almost every year, 
because at the start of the season, you rock up, you've got the people who are interested in trying. You're like, oh my God, I've got 21, 22 people turning mm-hmm. up to a training session. It's great. And then yeah. as soon as you, as soon as it involves, oh, you've got to sign up for Baffa, that's 15 quid or 50 quid or whatever you end up paying for them. Yeah. Or, yeah, or you've got to buy a kit or, uh, mm, mm-hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden you drop down and then you, then you see who you've got sticking around. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing battle. I think, you know, the thing is we've got our subs, you know, our team membership that encompasses the training fees, your um, end of year awards, your, um, your game day fees, your, uh, you know, there's a whole amalgamation of things that that covers. And then Bath is basically your player insurance. Yeah. Um, and then you've got your kit costs on top if you, you know, you're wanting to go to game days. Um, so I think we, we try and be as transparent and clear with that as possible. And generally people are pretty, pretty receptive to it. So we're very much the same. There's, I think there's a point, isn't there, where some people decide that they're willing to commit and willing to put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. And yeah. then other people go, well, I was giving it a go. I'm not hundred percent sure on it. And you go, well, look, now's the time in the year where we need you to commit because we have to work out what we're dealing with as a team. Yeah. That's yeah. when you, you tend to lose some of the maybes. And although you're not paying for helmets and pads like you would have paying contact, you are still paying for everyone in the game saying receiver gloves are almost an essential thing to, to help catch these these fast-throwing balls and the QBs are getting better and better. Uh, people are saying that American football boots are better for this game, especially on 3G pitch with the extra studs. There's so many things that so many things that add up. So I can I can see why people choose to not quite commit at first, but when they do, there's, there's, there's not a mistake made. Yeah, well, once you're in, you're in. Exactly, exactly. It's it's quite interesting to actually look over the the country and see the differences in uh, membership fees that the clubs are charging. Um, you've got everything from like I think thirty, forty quid down in Chichester Way, where they have no overheads, they train on grass, public space every week, and then you've got people like the Manchester Bees. I think they have to pay two hundred and fifty pounds a year, something like that, right. for the team. Um, you know, ours are, uh, are lower than that. Ours are around, uh, you know, the one the one fifty to one seventy mark. It's cheaper for rookies in their first year um, because we train on three three G as well. So you know, it's I think it's difficult for some people to understand when they look around the league um, and look at you know the kind of fees people are paying to to justify them. But actually, when you when you're as transparent as you can be, um, people then see actually where all the money's going. They go, oh right, okay. So we're paying for equipment. We're paying for nice, shiny things and toys and high-quality training facilities. And um, yeah, I think that's the, the the best way to kind of go about it. Really, is I don't like Baffer bashing, but I wish Baffer were as transparent as some of the teams are. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I understand. Yeah, we we definitely took some learning when I took over the club on that. You know, um, we we had some issue or well, some players raised issues that they weren't a hundred percent sure as to where all the money was and what we were doing. So we made a far more conscious effort to make it mm-hmm. part of our, our club and to make sure that the transparency is there and it makes a massive difference. But, I mean, we could go, we could go on forever about how best to run a club. And I think we'd, uh, We'd put the world to rights, but we've got some <laughs> games to get through, haven't we? We have indeed. We do, yeah. So let's get back to it. The Honey Badgers, we've said, James, have been such a great development since the first week. Uh, we've always said you can't take them lightly, and they showed us in week six. Uh, the Panthers wanted to get as many points as possible to work their way up that table and beat the Honey Badgers 60-20, to 20, but it certainly wasn't an easy fight. It even got a little bit physical in places, James, some would say unnecessarily. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was, it was an interesting game for sure. Absolutely. Um, it was there was some incidents. Yeah, <laughs> there was um, a little bit of. Uh, I I don't even blame anyone. I think yeah, when when it's a big game, 
and a lot's on the line and people get competitive and people make mistakes and then sometimes the way the way people get challenged as well yeah. can kind of rile them up. Like I you know, I have absolutely no issue with how the Karen Cougars reft us. Mm-hmm. I think they did a great job. I think so. Um one of the things that I think is is a bit of a problem is just when you get two two strong willed people who aren't willing to admit one is yeah. You know, one's when they both think they're right and they end up butting heads it means things can escalate yeah so you know no shade thrown to anyone involved but when you know when a ref's barking at you to tell you that you've done something wrong and when you're barking back instead yeah of just kind of saying let's take a minute let's cool down let's chill understand the issue and then move on it just ends up boiling the blood some more getting people a bit more riled up and then poor old Paul gets deleted. He really got deleted. He did. Uh, <laughs> to the point to the point where he ended up on a trip to A&E. He did go to A&E. We, we thought he dislocated his shoulder. I mean, it was muscle, um, yeah, it's muscle damage. But it's quite severe. He's still in a sling now. Yeah, he is. It, it was not great. For anyone that wasn't watching the game or in the game, uh, what happened was one of the Honey Badgers players decided to really late tackle um, by tackle, I mean body barge <laughs> yeah. one of our safeties. Um, he went down to the ground quite hard. And the comments that were made by this particular player, it, because well, James, you, you, you were talking about stuff that happened in the game where he was arguing with the refs at the time, but he was arguing on a, on a point from the game before. Yeah. So I think um, Honey Badgers might have been refing or watching or something, and someone got charged or challenged by a, a Cougar player, and he sort of took that on us to sort of prove a point. Yeah, I mean... It felt really weird. I mean, Ben, you're, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree. Um, contact penalties can be ambiguous at the best of times. But, Absolutely, but you know, no one likes to be put into. No one likes to be the, on the receiving end of any of that. And that's why we play flag. So yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah. Not- I mean, I've I've had my fair share of people absolutely run through or try to run through me. They end up usually end up bouncing off. But and I'm sure you have the same issue that I do, Ben. Which is uh, then you normally get penalised because <laughs> they've gone to grass yeah, and yeah. they've fallen over. I, there's, I mean, you, you know, like. like Accidents happen, and it's it's obvious when it's an accident. But you know, when something there's a little bit more sinister going on, as you say, things can get intense from time to time. I think it certainly takes a certain type of person to have that level of malice in them to mm-hmm. want to cause somebody harm in, in a game of flag. Uh, you know, no matter how competitive it's getting, yeah, you don't you don't like to see it in the game. There's no place for it in the game. No. Um, and I think you know it's going to be a lot better when we've got more video evidence going on in games where we can look back and look at particular yeah. events happening and you know review them uh, yeah. i'm not talking about var but i mean post game people can actually yeah. see what they've done uh, and they'll be able to look at that and and go you know i'm sorry guys i really messed up uh, and until then i think it's going to be quite ambiguous in terms of calling uh, things and and our understanding of what constitutes a contact penalty and what doesn't i i agree with you ben and i think what we've possibly got to look at is maybe through the use of this new BAFA refing committee mm-hmm. or something, you know, if there is something that is a real, real, real issue that maybe it can, things can be adjusted kind of post game as well. So, you know, if, if something seems egregious, it can be sent to a committee for review and they can say, well, actually, no, we're going to, we're going to take a touchdown away or we're going to, yeah, not not necessarily to impact the game as it goes on, but to show that actions have consequences. For sure, there needs to be something. I think something that... like a player ban or, or, or suspension would be more along the lines mm-hmm. of what would be doable post game. Yeah, but um, sure. yeah, I mean, it would have to be. Got it. I mean, it would have to be something severe to to warrant that. Oh, as I you say, so. you know, fair competition in the air. People are going to 
they're going to go up, they're going to go for that ball. Yeah. Yeah. I've had things that probably should have been called on me, but at the end of the day, it's just down to the perspective of the referee that sees it and their interpretation of that uh, going on to determine what, you know, whether it's going to be a flag or not. And the confidence of the ref. Um, the, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's another whole conversation, isn't it? You know, the quality of refereeing, people's understanding of refereeing and, and what should be called and what shouldn't. And, and certainly we struggle on our team to get people to want to volunteer refereeing. It's, uh, it's a job no one likes doing. I think we need to do an off-season special where we uh, talk about where, where we drag Ben in and we just we just talk about all of it. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> and and going back to the point of of contact, I think perhaps as well as the refereeing committee, if all podcasts talked a bit about it and just got the word out there, and maybe even just cited quite literally some of the rules involved in what contact is, there might be a bit less. There might be a bit less. Who knows? Yeah, and like I say, it's it's the problem is is things can be ambiguous, things can be up for interpretation. One person, as you say, Ben, one person sees it one way, one person sees it another way. I didn't step into him; he pushed me. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the referee has to make a split second decision or stop the game. But you, you know, life doesn't have instant replay. No, I think what we need is uh, a special Kirk edition edit, and we'll get some clips together. <laughs> And we'll make it like a 90s video, <laughs> uh, like a 90s promo video, really cheesy, um, something out, like something out of Hot Rod. And uh, yeah, you know, we'll go through and we'll look at, we'll, we'll play some video clips and say, danger. Like, yeah, pop one, of those, one of those um, old school um, info, info ads. Where it's yeah. like, well, those training videos so when you're at a new business. Yeah. 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 Health and safety training video. <laughs> I think that's what I think that's what the league needs. So the Neptunes seem to have a similar scoring as the Honey Badgers as the Panthers with a final tally of 50 points to 19. Happy with that one, Ben? Yeah, that was a really good team win. Um we we saw some fantastic plays from uh Dan Dan Selwood, two pick sixes there. We saw uh Piot throw for four touchdowns, only two interceptions in the game. Mm. Um even had some spectacular catches from our own uh Greg Allman, Greg Griffin, um, in the for some XPs. You know, he came in rotation. He's he's a player who, you know, had been a bit up and down throughout the season. Went away, got you know, really worked hard, and um, and uh, came out and dazzled in the last game day. So he he's worked really hard, um, and definitely deserves a bit of a shout out. But yeah, I mean, the the, the whole squad really pulled it together. Uh, you'll never see me on the on the stat sheet really that often. I don't get a lot of scores. Um, don't worry, Ben. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's the it's, it's the centre's curse. Being a centre, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you'll make you'll make five or six receptions, loads of yards, and uh, it's my it's my slogan. And, and then and then never get never get targeted in yeah. the end zone. No, no, someone else gets on the back pile. It's, it's, uh, it's my yeah. slogan, Ben. I get the team there, then somebody steals the glory. But not this season. He's got two. I know, but. Um, do we do we talk? Um, we haven't got. Have we got to the game yet? Where I was robbed? We can go to it right now if you want. I, I, we, if we're going to talk about robbing, I need to talk about your refing crew. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've got video evidence, fellas. Two oh touchdowns my. for me that were clawed back because apparently I was tackled short of the line. Well, video evidence says to the contrary. Well, if that was on the Let last me... game day, Kirk and I weren't refing. We no. were too busy dialing it, into no, Marcus's. One was Mason Reed, as as it happens. Oh, I see. Yeah. There you go. Calling you out, Mason. I love you, brother. But <laughs> come, on. come on, let's let's look for where the ball's being reached to, shall we? <laughs> <laughs>
so then came the fi- the final played game, uh, the final played game of that day. I'll come back that, that part back to that point in a second. Uh, was of course the, also the final derby. The Cougars showed the Panthers who held the leash at their home ground. But the Panthers were determined to snap the rope in this game. At halftime, the score was crazy close, James. Yes, it was. It was. We, we th- were driving back at this point, and we were trying to keep tabs on the score, and we were willing you guys to win so bad. We got told, what was it, 20, 21, 20 or 27, 20 at halftime? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a score. It was a score at halftime. Yeah. 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 Key points. And we thought, I was thinking, they can do this. They're going to do this. And it was, it was, not only was it a score at halftime, we got the ball back on offense at yeah. halftime, which is rare for us because normally we'll we'll opt to start on offense. Yeah. Um. So we yeah we lost the coin toss. We uh, but we that meant we were kind of back in the driver's seat. And I think we played really well. I think we played some of our best football of the season. It, we just let it get away with us. Yeah. I mean, often often these games against it's when we when we lost to the Cougars, the score really didn't dictate how close that game was. Yeah. You know, it was forcing them out the first two drives they forced us out the first two drives you know there's a couple of picks both sides and just nobody scoring and then they just start to chip away at you they get one score ahead mm-hmm. and it's a second score ahead from like maybe just one or two mistakes will cost you and it will it will force the score line to just look a lot a lot less competitive than the game really was i think the one person who um, probably felt that defeat worse than any of us was frank as he rolled around on the floor wondering if his teeth had been knocked out yes he took a high elbow <laughs> Took a oh, high, really? took a high got, elbow to the physical. face. Oh. No, it, was, it wasn't that. He threw a, he threw an interception. Went to tackle. I can't even remember who it was that picked it. Um, I can't remember her name. She was she was running. She went to she went and cut round him, and the elbow was a bit high. He was a bit low because he was going in for a tackle, and uh, it was hilarious to watch. He <laughs> he almost like did like a three sixty spin as he fell That's, to the ground. And it was yelled. karate kid worthy. Yeah, it was. It's oh. a referee's nightmare to call. He was, fell like that. He was, I mean, I'd have put him in like soccer territory. It was that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It was You're giving him an Oscar, right? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was bleeding by the end of it, and he was checking his teeth. But um, he was stub toe in a Premier League final <laughs> level of dramatic. Wow. <laughs> The Cougars managed to run away with it in the second half a little and added to their score, making it 41 to 20. So, yes, let's go back to that point, James. You were robbed in this game. <laughs> oh, it was... Was it this game or was it the previous I, game? I can't remember. I have a feeling it was the Honey Badgers game. Um, but, yeah, it was it was heartbreaking, Ben. You'll know with the um, with the job of a centre, it's very rare that I you do. get targeted yeah. in the end zone. Yeah. I was targeted. I was clear. I was on my own. The ball's coming to me, and you know when it goes slow motion, the camera flashes start going. This is it. This is my. This is my moment. Ball comes towards me, and Jared Nelson just jump. Like I just see this gazelle jump in front of me. That was Jared, and the ball disappear <laughs> into his hands. Robbed, and robbed I'm, by your own teammate. Yeah, and honestly, not once, twice. I was stood, in the same game. I was stood there in shock. I was, <laughs> everyone, everyone turned around and went, "Ah." <laughs> it was the most disappointing touchdown we'd ever scored because everyone was like, "James is gonna get it." <laughs> what a rogue! <laughs> Swiping it from and underneath he, you, and he came off afterwards and went, "It was a fifty-fifty ball. I went for it." <laughs> like, what? Yeah, you can't 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 fault him. Like he did what he thought was right. Yeah, he made a charge just... <laughs> on the ball. Yeah, I think in that situation, if you've got the opportunity to go up and get it, you go up and get it. Yeah. You don't risk a safety or a corner coming across. No. As heartbreaking as that is, James, I feel your pain. Yeah, I was just, I was unmarked by the front pylon having the time of my life. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, unfortunately, the Phantoms felt they had to concede and forfeit the final match against the Bears, leaving it an automatic 33 to nothing win. The Bears probably would have liked to have a go at increasing that score, James, with the question of points across divisions for the final places in that final. Yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a shame the Phantoms had to miss out on their last game of the season. It's a shame the Bears di- didn't get to play their game either because they'd made the trip from Nottingham. Um, I mean, you know, the Bears can be happy that they went 2-0 and on the day. Let me just interject on that. Hang on. So the Phantoms forfeit that game they didn't play. Yeah, they yeah did. so they, yeah. they picked up a few injuries playing you, I think. And they, they... I thought it's only supposed to be a three, uh, like a, a one-point win. If, if That's what I thought. But I've, I've got it written down here from League Republic. It's 33-0. League Republic or Baffer. Because last season when we played games, because we had white hellhounds drop out and forfeit the season and it was just a one point walkover win for See, us. I, I, I thought that's what we discussed in the day as well with Greaves one point but I've looked online and it's down as 33-0 regardless Bears took the win uh, for that game and obviously sealed their place as that what was originally third team from the Midlands yep. in the finals and I think that once again just shows you how tight and how well our div has done when three of the teams have made it to that finals tournament yeah, you know, that's you know, half of our division has finished in the top half of Division One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, and with with spoilers, one team only just missed out. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> who was that? You guys? Yeah. So we. So it. So I guess we can go on. Can we go on to finals now, Kurt? Mm. So um, with finals this year, we uh, <clears throat> obviously it's a sixteen-team tournament, isn't it? Um, and we have been, we were seeded 17th. So because the Karen Cougars dropped out due to other commitments like 30th birthdays. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a, a wedding as well or something. Is it? Oh, uh, no, they're, they're actually playing in Beach Bowl. Are they playing in Beach Bowl? Oh, in oh is that what it is? Yeah, because we, we turned that down thinking we, we, we might make it. We reserved a place and then thought, oh, we might make it to finals. Let's, let's can our place. Um, it's unfortunate Beach Bowl was at the same weekend. Yeah, it's a shame because we, we would have loved to have gone down and, and played. And Beach also, um, but. poor sideline again, poor planning all round, guys. It's week one of the NFL season as yeah. well. Beach yeah. Bowl, NFL season, what is going on? Anyway, yeah. So <clears throat> we scraped in by the skin of our teeth. And congratulations, too. Well deserved. We'll be standing there, chests puffed out, ready to play like we deserve to be there as much as any other team, which I think. Absolutely, I think, we are. We Absolutely. Um, and it's all, but it's also nice, in my opinion, to go in as effectively the underdogs, yep. as we usually do. So. We are the underest dog. <laughs> the underest dog. So anything we can come away with is a massive positive that day, and we're looking for, really looking forward to it. Yep. There's a lot of good teams going to finals day, and um, it's really going to be uh, quite the battle for a lot of teams going into there. Um, you guys have got Bucks Wolves up first, right? We yep. have indeed. Which is also possibly a chance for us to show off our new kit. It is indeed. Looking forward to that. I need to show you ours at some point. Have you have you seen our um, release on Facebook? I've seen the the women's kit, which looks which phenomenal. It's yeah, the same, same kit. One. Oh, same kit. Okay, so the pink and the black and pink and blue. sparkly and pink and yeah. blue. Sorry, yeah. yeah. It's so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's, it's nice. Yeah, it's a, a wonderful looking kit. Yeah, Miami Heat vibes. Exactly. Nice and bright against um, teams that wear you, dark if colors. If you give me a second, if you give me a second, I'll run and grab ours. Yeah, do it. Back and in my hands. Oh, oh, that is. Look at this. Filthy. Very nice. Nice sort of a subtle pattern in the fabric there, gents. Yeah. yeah. I, don't you, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, that's all oh, right. Yeah. It's like, um, like a mosaic kind yeah. of, yeah, it's re- that's really nice. Very Atlantis-y. 
<laughs> yes. Is the, uh, is the theme we've gone with there. Oh, it's really um, yeah, so it's not well. That'll be our hopefully our kit for next season. So. Okay, you know, so it's not even a alternate kit, is it? I mean, it'll be an alternate kit, but that'll probably be us. I want it to be our first kit because it's bloody lovely. And it's not it's not making an appearance this uh, finals in case you play someone else in dark blue. No, no. Unfortunately, we're just having to reverse our our top if that's the case, or they can do it. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, no. That'll be. Uh, That'll be the one that we're, we're looking to, to run with next season. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. So, in the Midlands, then, we have, obviously, the Panthers face the Buckinghamshire Wolves, and the Bears face the Aberdeen Silvercats. Any intel there, gents, on what could happen? I mean, we've played the Wolves before. <laughs> we know that they're a tough squad. I think we played them in OFL, not last year, the year before. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and they are, a, they are a tough team. They are certain... They certainly deserve their place within the finals. I don't I don't think that it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be proper ground and pound through the trenches. And a 9am first game of the day. Yeah. Adrenaline's running. Yeah. Most of us have, have spent the night cuddling in a hotel. Uh, can, I, can I come for that? Yeah, you're more than welcome, Ben. Me and Kirk. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be up there Saturday. So I'll be, I'll be at their finals day for the Prem watching some of the games. Oh, we're, nice. we're up there commentating. Are you actually? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! Well, I can jump in for a bit if you like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to your your game against the Wolves. Unfortunately, I probably won't get to watch it because I'll be getting prepped for our our game and next after that. But um, yeah, I think Bucks. They're they're a team that's um, had their ups and downs over the last couple of years in terms of form and consistency. But I think this season they've really shown uh, that they are a team to uh, to be considered for contention. Um, certainly. Uh, for next season, yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game that one. I think it's, as long as you guys can stay tight on defense, I've got no no concerns over your offensive power on the team. I think if you guys can just uh, weather the storm, the Bucks' offense, then you uh, you might be in with a good shout of uh, pulling through that game. Mm. Yeah, like I say, I think it's going to be very hard for, but I, I think we can take it. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. The Bears play the Silver Cats. Obviously, the Silver Cats are a uh, affiliate team of the Oil Cats, right? Is that is that, is that right? Yes, yeah, so they're the second team. Yeah, they're the other lot of Aberdeen. Yes, the result of that game is really going to lay with the, the big question, which is how many Nottingham Bears turn up. Right, the, you're preaching to the choir there, Ben. That's uh, that's been my mantra all season long, hasn't it, Kirk? It has indeed. The Bears on a good day are a different team to the Bears on a bad day, and. Is Manchester too much of a trek for our... I mean, it's fairly close to Nottingham. It's yeah. not far away. It's better if, they, if they turn up with eight, nine players, they're going to have a good day. Mm. They're going to have a really good day. If they turn up with six or seven, they're going to struggle. Um, but I think, I, think they can, I think they can get that win over the Silver Cats. I really do. They're a, they're a, a very creative team. Um, Malarkey, especially. Uh, both sides of the ball. Yeah. Hell of a player. Um, I love his intensity that he brings to the game. He reminds me a lot of Freddie Burridge. They both get equally knocked off with themselves if they make a mistake. <laughs> Very similar players. Yeah, I, 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 I want the Bears to to go ahead and do well. Um, so I think I'm going to be picking the Bears for a win on that one. I'd like to back the Bears too. I think it'd be good to see them make some inroads within the tournament. Um, I think a lot of it's going to depend on how well rested they are. Yeah, how early they've got up to travel. As you said, Ben, the personnel they bring, we know from previous experience, if they can stop Greaves from going both ways, 
mm-hmm. um, and they can just kind of settle him into either that quarterback or that safety position. They're a different squad because they don't want to be running him. You know, safety and quarterback, two of the most mentally draining positions on the yep. on the team. You can't you can't keep doing that. No, no, especially not under the pressure of a tournament to win. Yeah. So, uh, Ben, with Neptunes, you're obviously straight into that round of eight. What are you doing to prepare yourselves during those wildcard rounds? Uh, well, um, we don't know some of the teams that we could potentially come up against. I think Lincolnshire Longhorns, we played them once at an outlaw tournament. Um, it's so long ago, I don't even know who won that game. They probably won it. I think we well, might have been our first ever tournament. Was that, was that the one where um, we helped you affiliate? Uh, it might even be before that. Before oh, yeah. that, I think, yeah, it's uh, it was like our first ever outing. Um, or maybe it was yourself because yourselves and Gwent Gate has helped us affiliate. I think um, on yeah. on that yeah tournament, but I'm, I can't remember if it was that day, the first day, or the last day of that tournament because we had to go up a few times, didn't we? But yeah, Lincolnshire Longhorns. I mean, they've pulled out some um, pretty spectacular results this season, and I don't think they've got a very big squad, but I know that they have beaten the Edinburgh Outlaws this mm. season, um, who are kind of the creme de la creme of the northern uh, Scottish contingent, as far as I can tell, based on how people talk about them. So, yeah, very interesting squad. It'll be interesting to see uh, if we end up facing them um, or Gwent. Or, you know, we'll be ready, whoever I mean, we'll face. I mean, Lincoln, yeah, we've got some experience with. We've had a good relationship with them as a team. Um, Cameron's a great guy. Mm. We We've played them. This year, wasn't it? Relatively often, but yeah, we played them in the first and fifteen. Yeah, the first and fifteen Daimler tournament. Okay, what, did, what what were your impressions? It's a very it's a very weird one because obviously Lincoln have done really well this season. They put up some massive points and then they they play so well. But we gave we had a really close game with them, didn't yeah, we? We did. We, we did. It was uh, was it a score or is it an XP? It, it was stupidly close. It was honestly. It was. I don't know if all of their first team were there or 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 what, but I've I've kind of got this this thing where I feel like we might be the Longhorns kryptonite <laughs> because every time we've played the Longhorns, it's been ridiculously close. Yeah, um, and they are a very good squad, but I think we're probably fifty fifty in our series with them. Oh, <laughs> and okay, it's been a, it's been a couple of years since we played them until first and fifteen, but yeah, we ran them pretty close and. Yeah, you might be right. They might not have played all their starting squad, but I think I'd, I I think Neptune's could have that one. I think so. If, if it's the same Longhorns team that turned up at first and fifteen, I think Neptune's have got it. Um, but either way, Ben, you're going to be seeing Orange against one of the teams. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're safe. Don't need to uh, need to change our kit just yet. Uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm certainly uh, excited to to play a team like Lincolnshire after the season they've had. So if they do go on to beat Gwent, I mean, we've played Gwent a couple of times. Um, I think we've won one, lost them against Gwent. Um, but I feel pretty good about our chances if we have to 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 play against Gwent. Um, again, it depends who turns up for them. Mm-hmm. It depends if they've gone out on a Saturday night. It depends. Uh, I mean, I think um, was it them the the Brooklyn Bowl? I think they had one player hit it too hard, <laughs> and he they couldn't find him in the morning. He was brought. In by the police, oh god! Uh, <laughs> and he was just lying in the goalposts all day, um, passed out. Like he he wasn't in a fit state to to even be on the field. To be um, so you know, if they've if they got their discipline, then that could be an interesting game. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Um, yeah, 
whatever happens, say la vie. It's certainly going to be a um, an interesting day. I think there's a fair few who are in the same boat as us, travelling up the night before. Yeah, I'm sure. Possibly trying to resist. Possibly or, even the same hotel. Yeah. yeah quite Do you possibly. know what? It might have even been Swansea. That story might have even been Swansea. Are you just, Swansea are you just make, make yeah. a slightly racist comment against the Welsh in general? <laughs> just generic Welsh team. <laughs> yeah. No, it was... I, I, Aberystwyth. I have, well, I have to blame my memory because my memory is terrible. But, um, yeah, it was it was them or, or Gwent. And I can't remember who we were having to play or or whatever. But, yeah, it was uh, it was it was one of them. It's It's been a long time since we've faced Gwent, so I wouldn't... I w- I personally wouldn't be able to give m- much insight into how they play or what they do, but well, Dale does a fantastic job running that team. Yes, um, definitely. And uh, you know they're well coached, they're well drilled, um, and they've got a lot of depth in their squad. They've got a big squad, so yeah, you never you never really know what you're going to get on get with from Grant on any given day, but as I say, any given Sunday. So I mean, I've got a lot of confidence in you guys. I could see you guys, you know. Being in, being there in contention for for uh, the final, absolutely, it'll be a tough road, but I think you guys can do it if you bring your A game. And as long as you pay some uh, payback to the Salford Scorpions, of course, who you would be up against if you were to beat either the Longhorns or the Gators. Apparently, the way the seeding works is uh, the highest seed always plays the lowest. Seed. Oh yeah, you're so right. I was speaking to Lewis about this, and actually, if we if we if we end up playing the Longhorns and we win, our next game would actually be against the Newcastle Blackhawks. Ooh. Right. That's uh, that's going to be a tough one. They they are solid team. Good, they are good. They are. Um, if we lose that game, then we would play Salford in. Uh, providing Salford lose, yep, uh, we would play them in a in a playoff game. But um, yeah, uh, I I was hoping for the rematch against Salford. Um, bit of a grudge match. But, uh, it, it just may not. It may not fall that way. So we'll see. Yeah. Really interesting. I mean, as well, we'll find out the day before as well because the premiership is working exactly the same way in terms of how the seeding works. So we might have more of a clue when it comes to Sunday on what things might happen. But yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see who does play who. Obviously, with the playoff bracket that we're looking at right here, it, it looks like a very obvious knockout World Cup kind of situation where if you beat them, you, you face them. But obviously, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not not as uh, not as clear cut apparently. Um... I think it it would be if the Kings beat the Comets, they would go on to play the Falcons. Right. Uh, the Bears would go on to play the Devils. Uh, I think the. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think the Hammerheads. Oh, so there's there's a chance that if we beat the Wolves, the Outlaws would go on to play the Hammerheads. I think actually. Oh, I see. It's uh, yeah. So I think if you guys won, you would you'd be playing Swansea. Swansea. Um, and then. If you won that, then I think you would be playing... Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. It's very confusing for me, because I don't know... I haven't got an overview of all of the division seeding, so... Yeah. Is the highest seed always plays the lowest seed? Okay. Interesting. So, effectively, we may end up playing the Reading Devils in that case. Uh, you could do, yeah. Yeah. And the Reading Devils are very good. Well, they put the highest they're, they're, points. They're the team that right? put up over 100 points in a single game. On a team, it was a hundred. Was it against the? Was it against the Renegades? Was, was, who was it against? Was it? Uh, it was probably against like Solent or Ren- or Berkshire, someone like that. Yeah, it was. It would have been a cross conference game day. Yeah, um, it was hundred and two something, wasn't it, or something like that? Uh, I think yeah. hundred and four. Hundred and four. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like a a disgusting score. Um, Revolting. And I remember we saw that and we were like, "Oh man, 
that's so harsh, just rubbing it in a team like that. Yeah. But then we got to the end of the season, we were like, yeah, if we'd done that more to teams, actually, we may have we may have had auto promotion because the thing is, we let off on a lot of teams after we were ahead this season. Right. We just kind of pumped the brakes and just thought, ah, yeah, we're three, four scores ahead. We can just relax now. Um, but we should have, uh, we really should have pressed on because it turns out that points difference does make a difference. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I, th- I remember when we played the Phantoms this week, James. I I remember hearing. I think it was their their, their receiver that took the tall chap. Um, and it was the last two minutes or so, and they said, yeah, they're not letting up. Because yeah. we realized that the points could make every difference that day, and we're, now we're going out there. You, you play your offense, we're going to stop you, and then we're going to get back on there within the last two minutes. Yep. That's what we kept trying to do. It's so it's yeah. so, so important. That you, you can't let yourself... You can't let yourself down, can you? Like, could you imagine just missing out on your goal? Like, you're just going, oh, yeah, it's like for us, our target, and then, oh, heartbreak. It's hard. You don't want to be that team who's just like bullying that team who are just hemorrhaging points, but in the same breath, you know, you want to win and you want to, you want to get, you you're, you know, you're gunning for a promotion or whatever. It's, uh, it does make a difference. And you so. guys have achieved what you want, right? Which is promotion. Yeah. So yeah. as a result of Western forfeiting the, the, the final game up in Manchester. Right. So they, they basically were given the chance to, to play us, but they didn't want to travel all the way to Manchester. And, you know, I understand that. It's not a short trip for them. They're not part of finals day for the Prem. Yep. Um, They'll be there for you know, one they'd, game. They'd be there for, for one game and the, to, to fight for their place in, in Premiership. And when, when uh, would that take place? Would that take place during the wildcard games, you think? Or would you be playing yeah, them fresh? Yeah, it would have. Wow. Yeah, it would have, it would have taken place during the wildcard games. So that would have been our first game of the day. Yeah. At nine o'clock. But um, yeah. And I mean, Western, they're a good team. They're a solid team. We've played them the twice. Um, they won the first time. I mean, the conditions were horrendous we had gale force winds and sideways rain um torrential rain uh the second time we beat them convincingly but then they were down a couple of players so who knows how that game would have gone i mean i'm confident we would have won it but um you just don't know i i i heard that they'd i don't know if it's true i heard that they forfeited their last game day in london because they didn't want to travel to london so maybe it's just a case of they're just not hungry enough anymore or at the time being next next season will tell that division is going to be very competitive southwest next season mm-hmm. yeah i i agree i agree i think it's going to be it's going to be wild <laughs> i really hope we don't get paired up with them for cross conference yeah absolutely but, oh i think i think it'd be fantastic if you do because you guys will have a lot of fun <laughs> the cane kings extra falcons they're great teams they're they're a lot of fun to play the western supers are a strong team they like a bit of chat on the field. It's they're good in, fun. They're a fairly um, new team as well. They haven't been established all that long. Kings. They they've, they had their the first team. official Baffer season the season before we had our first official oh, really? Baffer okay. season, um, which was just before COVID. And they they got straight promotion and they won the Division One playoffs on wow. finals day. Um, so they had a hell of a, uh, a first season. Well deserved. Um, yeah. 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 So looking at this uh, playoff tree, Ben, let's say let's say the Neptunes didn't make it to the finals. Who are you pegging for the final and eventually for the win? That's going to be a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, I don't think you can discount London Flash uh-huh. with their season they've had. Um, they're, you know, they're obviously coming out of that school of London Smoke. Uh, I know when the Flash were first around on the scene, they weren't as nearly half as dominant as they are now a couple of years ago. Um, 
I think they've they've managed to get some really good players in there. I know mm-hmm. they've got um, quite a a decent quarterback leaving that squad um, from memory. So uh, I think uh, I think an American guy. I can't remember his name. Um, you know, we love an American on a team, don't we? Because you just know. <laughs> I think they should know be banned. That they're going to come from experience. They've played it growing up. I, th- I think they should be banned. Knows. Or an essential thing for every team. I think have one. I think either either Baffer need to mandate an American, <laughs> or we should ban them. I think it's an unfair I advantage. I don't want to ban Americans. We've we've had a we've had a couple in our team before, and yeah, ours is Italian. <laughs> or Italian American? No, like, no, he, no. I think. Or was he born in Egypt? Did you did you guys know that there there's an ex NFL Lions player who plays for the Italian team? Did you know that? No, I really flag? didn't. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, well, X wide receiver for the Detroit Lions plays for um, the Itali- nas- Italian national team. Good luck, all of those Cheltenham playing for GB. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I uh, I really think London Flash are, are going to be very very well on finals yep. day. Um, and you know, on the flip side, you've got Reading Devils who went with a very very similar record. Um, That's and who I think is going to make it. The only time we played Reading Devils, I'm going to sound a bit smug, but we beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was last year. They were they were not happy that we won that game. I know that they will be relishing an opportunity to set the record straight against us on that. Was it a contentious uh, call here or there? Yeah, and then obviously you got the Edinburgh Outlaws. But I mean, if they've dropped a game to the Longhorns, then I can see Devils or Flash beating them. I, th- I think it's probably going to be if it's not us. I think it's probably going to be a Flash or Devils final. Mm. Flash and Devils, even yeah. If uh, if it can if it can work out that way, depending yeah. on the seeding, I think Salford. Obviously, they've been very very dominant. They're a very very good squad. I think teams who haven't played them are definitely going to underestimate them, mm. and they won't have heard of them because they're new kids on the block. You know, this is their first season. They're they're two years old, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, so a year younger than we are as Neptunes. Um, yeah, interesting. It's I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to call it, but uh, if it's not us, I'm probably going to say London Flash, London Flash, or London Flash or Salford Scorpions. Interesting. And that's how I think. James, what do you think? Who do you is going to make it to that final? Um, it's it's it, as Ben says, it's really tough to call. Um, I'd like to see uh, us there <laughs> for sure. But if um, we if we didn't make it, um, well, if we if we're not going to make it, um, which you know we are the underest of dogs. Um, I'd like to see the Neptunes there. Be good, like you know. We say, well, we at least we lost to the Natty Champs. <laughs> um, I could see the Outlaws. I can for sure see the Blackhawks. Mm. Um, my heart says Edinburgh. My head says Newcastle. Interesting. Two different teams there. Yeah. What about you, Kirk? Uh, I mean, I, I was I was looking at Reading Devils as well for sure to make it. I don't know, it'd, it'd be such a cool story to see someone in the wild card make it to the semis or the finals. It'd be so, it'd be so cool. So that'd it'd, be nice. It'd be a Rudy moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, it really would. <laughs> I think the thing about Reading Devils is the, the, the strongest element of the Reading Devils game is their blitz. Home alone, as they call him, because he looks like Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> he is very, very quick. And we talk about getting the ball off in three seconds in flag. When you're playing the Reading Devils, you've got about one and a half, two seconds before yeah. you've really got to think about releasing the ball. Um, they are phenomenally quick um, and you've really, really got to be alert and awake when you're playing them. Wow. So I think that's going to cause a lot of problems for teams uh, on finals day. I think one of the issues we're going to face as a squad is because we've taken a couple of years out of Baffer 
we're not quite lack up, of knowledge, right? We're not quite up to speed on a lot of the other squads. But it'll be interesting to see how things go. And obviously it's it's on the day as well. And it's what's really interesting is a lot of our team I know have been talking about the finals, thinking that this final means promotion. Do you know what I mean? That a lot of the people were thinking, if you win the, the final, you, you get promoted. But it's not that way. That's already all happened, no. as, as we know. So no, this is the the Europa League of Baffa. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we we haven't made the Champions League because we're in Div One. Uh, therefore, it's it's basically silverware. You know. Um, yeah. I think that's why some teams don't take it seriously. It's that's what I'm thinking. That's what um, I'm thinking. So we the, the the Edinburgh Outlaws may have a great season, but they they only may send half their squad. For this final, it's a possibility. It's definitely a possibility. I think. I think. I think these teams who are going into the prem want that silverware because they they've got something to prove going up there, saying you know and they, they can't win it next say, year. Right? You know, we we won the Div- Division One national title. Um, I don't particularly like the idea of a Division One national title. I think it cheapens the term national title. Are you, uh, so are you saying, Ben, that if you guys win, you won't refer to yourselves as? Hashtag Natty Champs. You absolutely will not see us say Natty Champs. <laughs> um, if, if we Late in Steam, take note. <laughs> uh, would you, if, would you, you get you, t-shirts uh, made with hashtag Natty no, Champs? No, no I, had a, I had a player ask rings, and uh, I thought, no. no. If, we, if we win the Prem, absolutely. Right. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to cheapen um, you know, how good these teams are in the Prem by claiming anything national because it's just not it's I mean, it is but it isn't like I said this is why I call it the Europa of, yeah, right. of um, it's, it's the national at, at our level maybe, in terms of where we are at the moment maybe we need yeah. to petition Baffer to rename it right maybe we need to petition Baffer to I, rename it I think it. it should be I think it should be the division one plate maybe right. maybe that's the solution but um, do you reckon that if we win Kirk uh, Coventry City Council will get a big sky blue bus for us like they do when Coventry City Football Club go up do you know what? Now City of Cox out of the way, they may well do. <laughs> they've got this big pot of money doing F all right now. Come so. on, come on, Buffer. Let get get us to the final. Get us to win. So it'll be a it'll be a, it'll be a taxi to Binley Mega Chippy. <laughs> That's what it'll be. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Ben. And well, thank you for having I me. I think we will arrange a post season special where we can put the world to rights. Maybe we can even get Lewis yeah. Phillips involved with Maybe it even well. a few from the other Division 1 yeah. teams that played in the final to give us their, their experience. I think it'd be really good, but I, th- I think uh, I'd like to have Ben and Lewis yeah. on the mic. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, this is our first season of Poppers and Pylons. And I think it's um, I think it's been a success, Kirk. Actually, yeah, I have. I think it's been, it's been great fun. Now, before we go, before we wrap this up, Kirk, we do have one last thing that we need to do, Nuola. Oh, we do. And <laughs> that is to announce, Nuola, the prize winner for... The first and 15 Poppers and Pylons Accumulator. I'm so ready. Are so you ready? ready? I'm so ready. Let's, let's oh, find out. Oh, so ready. So firstly, let's just announce the four entries we had from the last game day, um, two of which are repeating. Oh, Yeah. So in scoring six points out of eight in terms of the, the games they got right... We got Marcus Gambrell having one more entry. Sean Moss having one more entry. He was the first one in, and he's technically the last one in because he was bottom <laughs> of the thing. That was interesting. Our own Dan Richardson's now in. Whoop, whoop. The third part of our other podcast, What a Panther Killer Raccoon in the Wild. 
Please uh, tune in. Please tune into that. We're on episode three comes out this Friday, so tune into that as well. And Damon Wong of the Salford Scorpions is coming in as well. Fantastic, Noella. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, Kirk, do you want to announce the prize first, Noella, or do you want to announce the winner first, Noella? I think we should uh, announce the prize first, Noella. Okay, I think we should, Noella. So we'd like to um, we'd like to extend a big thank you to um, Rudy Halfman of Noella. Who has? Who is obviously the sponsor of the first and fifteen family? Yeah, and um, although we wouldn't ask him to give us a direct sponsor to our lowly little poppers and pylons, um, obviously he's done a great he's done great work for the flag community um, with Nuola as a company, and he sponsors first and fifteen with Marcus, and uh, it's I think almost every team uses them for something somewhere, even the national stuff. Even the national stuff. Hashtag Natty Champs, Nuola. <laughs> so, um, to celebrate 10 years of Nuola, uh, Rudy has very generously donated as our prize a £20 Nuola gift voucher. Oh, yeah. So, whoever comes away with this luscious prize is going to be able to buy half a jersey, maybe two headbands, yeah, maybe a training t-shirt. I don't know. There's so much on there. Half a hoodie, yeah. Um, Maybe a hat, a beanie. I don't know if he does beanies anymore. I think he does beanies. I think he does, and caps. Nuola. And uh, as part of this, my penance in order for arranging this Nuola is to make sure I mention Nuola 20 times Nuola. <laughs> 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 Which is why I've been Nuola dropping them in so Nuola casually. <laughs> I can't even remember what I'm on now, Nuola. Doesn't even sound like a word anymore. <laughs> so thank you very much, Rudy. You've made this competition far more interesting than it would have been if me and Kirk had had to run to Sports Direct and buy a Slazenger football. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, before we announce them, let's just go a quick run through of who exactly has how many entries. So, Sean Moss has two, Ben Ansel has two, Damon Wong has two, Marcus Gambrell has two. And sitting with one entry is Dave Myring, Liam Harper, Abe Watson, myself, you James, and of course Dan Richardson. So, to understand our logic, what we've done is we have assigned each of those entries a number and then put them in a number generator, which is number 1 to 14, because there's 14 total entries. Uh-huh. So what I've done is I've assigned those those numbers in largely in order of how they were received into us. So fingers crossed. So essentially, so Sean Moss, for instance, is number 1 and number 14. Got it. Yeah. So are you ready for a random number generator? I am indeed. I'm so excited. Do I do it once or do I do it three times just to make sure it's truly random? Three times. Okay. One, two, three. And our winner is number 11, which is Ben Ansel. Ben Ansel of the Salford Scorpions, who we're going to see on finals day on Sunday. So we can even get him in person, perhaps, if he's there. And if we've got the prize by then. Yes, we can give we can give him a, a, a figurative one if we need to, a yep. printout at least. Yeah. But Ben Ansel, you have won our Poppers and Pylons Midlands Division One. Congratulations, you non-Midlander. You non-Midlander. Well, he's in the cross conference. We'll take yep. that. We've seen them. We've seen them once this season. And thank you to everybody who's taken part. It's just a little bit of extra fun to help us along. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll even do one for the uh, women's. I think we will. League. I think we will get everyone interested in the women's league. We'll be covering that uh, September onwards. Yep. Two dudes covering the women's league. Exactly. Results. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
thank you so much for listening over the past few weeks guys like i say we're going to try and keep this going with some maybe some off-season stuff maybe some waffle stuff wf final stuff, stuff post-final stuff it's it's been like a real pleasure for you guys to have you guys listen to it and i really hope that you'll continue to listen to it in the future kirk we're going to end with the, the question everyone wants to know would a panther kill a raccoon in the wild? Yeah, if you want to hear more of us, more of our dulcet tones, we'll not only be commentating in the Premiership Finals this oh, we weekend. Are as well. Our voices are all over the place, guys. Um, but we we have our own podcast, which is now out everywhere. We'll say we're our own. We have our we have our other podcast, which is a comedy podcast, um, which is out in all of your regular podcast venues. Would a panther kill a raccoon in a wild where ourselves and the lovely Dan Richardson chat shit, make each other laugh, and have a good time in the process. Absolutely. And um, we'd love for you to take a listen to that as well. So thanks, guys. We'll see you very, very soon. Look out for voices this weekend uh, and, of course, in that off-season. So thanks once more. I'm Kirk. I'm James. And this was Poppers and Pilots. We'll see you in Manchester. Manchester.